Yo, 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 what's up, baby? Welcome back to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. Oz here on the mic as usual. Oh, man, things are getting good. Things are getting good. The soccer season is really coming up quickly. And, yeah, so I'm back, dude. I'm back. We're talking soccer. We're getting very close to doing these every week. I've started doing all my research. Started learning about, okay, who's who's the competition this year? Who's going to be good? Who's going to be bad? Do the Quakes have a chance? Matt Bersano still on the team. <laughs> Poor Matt dude. Oh, man, that's a, okay. So last last episode, I was all excited because I was like, oh, shit, Emil Choa might fucking might get to play, dog, if you think about it. Yeah, Daniel Vega and who else? And then I had completely, completely forgot about Matt Bersano that he got a new contract this offseason. And poor dude's like, hey, whoa, 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 bro. I've been fucking busting my ass waiting for my time. If Vega's out and Marcinkowski's not available, this is Bersano hour. Anyway, much apologies to Mr. Bersano and forgetting about you. But anyway, so I was doing my, my depth charts and rosters and all that. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Poor Bersano. I'm sure he's a, he was a fan of football with that hesitation right before that. As soon as he didn't hear his name, he's like, fuck this show. I just don't know what he's talking about. I'm out. I'm out. Bersano done. New podcast. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, that, that, made, that inspired a little bit more confidence because I was just like, you want a 16-year-old? Is your, your dude? But anyway, sorry, Mister Bersano again. M- many apologies to you and your family for upsetting them. I'm sure they were also majorly upset. Probably had a, a family meeting at like a dinner. I'm like, fuck! Can you believe what Oz fucking forgot this dude? Fuck that guy. <laughs> so anyway, you know some things have happened since the last last recorded. The main thing is the Quakes announced their preseason schedule i was mentioning i was like i don't know everybody people are already playing some of their preseason most of the teams had announced it the quicks were like uh yeah we're in santa barbara bro we're chilling but they finally did announce their preseason schedule they're gonna i mean obviously they're gonna they're doing their training in santa barbara but they're also gonna come back to san jose play a couple games at home here coming up actually look at this one april 2nd which is Friday, I believe, against Sacramento Republic, and then a week later, April 9th, against Oakland Roots, both close to the public. Man, I was actually, when I was doing my my research for, because they just released also the qualification rules for the Open Cup, so I, I just happened to come across like Houston is doing their preseason, and all their matches are free and open to the public, and I'm just like, that's fucking cool, man. I don't know how common that is. I'm sure they're probably trying to welcome people back after a year. And I get it. I get it. It's Texas. It's a whole different ball game over there. But that was just pretty neat. Because, I mean, even pre-COVID, I don't think the Quakes have ever done that. Right? Or have they? I know they've done times where you're just like, oh, you just call them and claim your ticket if you're a season ticket holder. Like, it's free. You just got to call. I don't know if they allowed other people in or, or what. But I thought that was pretty cool of Houston, you know, just to be like, yeah, dude. Come, come check it out. Come watch us what we do. Yeah, April 2nd, April 9th. It'll, again, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm sure there'll be some journalists there watching and, and telling us what they see, but more than likely we won't see much coming out of it. Sacramento always plays the Quakes hard. Sacramento's going to probably gonna beat them like 4-1. to one. <laughs> They're not getting, Sacramento always, that game, it matters to them. And no disrespect to them, that, that's smart on them. Yeah, that's a it's a very good challenger, and it, it's a good way to set you up for the season. I don't I don't know. That's the, honestly the only time I've ever seen Sacramento Republic play 
But whenever they do play friendlies against the Quakes, these motherfuckers, sometimes they're just like, hey, man, watch your tackles. <laughs> it's not it's not a U.S. Open Cup final or anything. Like, it's the preseason. You're not going to get a fucking contract out of this match. So don't be hurting our starters. And then also April 9th is Oakland. That's fucking, that's exciting. I was, I was mentioning... I get into my political rants and all this bullshit, you know. Well, not bullshit. I think I, be- <laughs> I believe in what I'm saying. You know, talking about, you know, the inequalities in American soccer. And I think Oakland Roots is one of those dope-ass, it's a dope-ass team as it is or organization the way it's, because I believe they're starting like a, it's like a whole sporting program. Like they're going to start like, you know, different sports other than soccer. Uh, but it's so cool in that it, it's super based on Oakland. It's, you know, they're big about bringing the community in, not just trying to find some, like, billionaire to come in and spend money. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that this is just their model. And it's fucking dope because it's it's pretty rare. And it seems like it's being very, doing very well. Those matches are very successful. They, they I think they're they're talking about moving up to the usl championship which is the second division anyway i need to follow them more is basically what i'm trying to get at i definitely need to follow oakland roots more because they are doing some cool shit they're all about the oakland community that they're and it's not just about that you know that to me it's such a neat thing like if i lived in like philadelphia or something i think and you know i was into soccer this team would be on my radar like what are they that's pretty neat I'm trying to think. I feel like like an idiot because I know there's a team out of Detroit. I think they're out of Detroit or Michigan or something. But there's basically one other pretty big amateur team that is owned by by the people, like the Green Bay Packers, man. So anyway, that's pretty cool that the Quakes are doing that. I mean, the the three big um, Northern California pro teams right there: Sacramento, Oakland, and San Jose cool for all three of them i i wish all of them success you know obviously if sacramento ever comes to major league soccer they will be a rival and competitor but as a northern california resident i'm all for the more pros team dude oh man they they did uh the quakes and all these quakes sacramento lafc galaxy everybody did some they're doing some kind of initiative with the cesar chavez foundation to to raise money for farm workers but when i fucking got the email and it was like san jose earthquake sacramento republic lafc and galaxy partner together and i was like oh fuck they're doing a tournament they're doing a preseason tournament i got so fucking excited i was like they're riding the fucking they're riding the the momentum of that what do they call it in texas la copita I like, I mean, not I like it because, <laughs> again, first of all, La Copita, is, that's just cool. That's a good name. That's a good name. I, I love it. And it, it's weird because it's Texas, you know. It's, very rarely does, does Texas like to use diminutive. Is it diminutive? You know, like words that make like tiny and cutesy and small. But it makes sense, you know. It's just like it's our little tournament, you know. It's our little Texas tournament. It's just between us. We're just fucking around with each other, trying to see who's the who can fuck who's the best in Texas. It's our little tournament. So I love how there was no pretentiousness or anything there. Like, yeah, it's una copita, it's just ours. And also now that I think about it, it does have also that double entendre of like just chilling, having some drinks with your friends, you know. I mean, very rarely would would a mexican say it but you can definitely tell so, uh, somebody a spanish speaker vamos vamos una copita they'll know all right let's go get a cup of beer again it would be a kind of an ortho- unorthodox way of saying it but it, it definitely fits in 
to the whole thing. And then you go on, and then the branding is the best little cup in Texas. <laughs> I, gee, I don't know. Y'all hit a home run with that one. That was so good. And again, for anybody unfamiliar, there's the with Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton and the best little whorehouse in Texas. I'm sure. I th- I'm sure it predates that. It's probably like a stage play or some shit. But I remember when I came across it. It was Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton, and it's a movie called The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. And they they took that and they they fuck. I don't know. It, it was just it's so well done. Uh, everything about that, I I I I thoroughly enjoyed the branding of that, and I I think it's an excellent way to get your season going. And especially down there, dude, you got you got now Austin. So you got Austin, Houston, and Dallas. Then you got. The other, I know El Paso's got a team. I don't know what the fuck if they're good or whatever, but I know there are other teams in Texas. Texas, that's like huge. You can easily get five or six teams, very good teams. Get them all playing together. Most, uh, you know, several of those teams are about to start their season, and yeah, it's cool. Anyway, I don't know how this turned into the Copita Hour and me trying to sell them, but I'm just it was it's a cool little tournament. I think California. Come on, we can obviously replicate some shit like that anyway not only did the preseason schedule come out right after that because again the quakes were so late about releasing their preseason schedule is several days after they did that the the full regular season schedule came out that was exciting that's when it really you know i did it's be you know before that you're just like i don't know i don't know who they're gonna play so i don't i could look at the teams and what they're doing but i don't really know once the schedule comes out you're like, okay, cool. Now I see what the league's trying to do. Now I see who they're going to play. Now I can start doing research on them. Obviously the Western Conference, you know, but schedule's out. Of course you got to pour through it. Very first thing is like, dude, when's the first classical? I don't know. I know the they go up and down and that that rivalry just goes, again, up and down in heat and spice. I don't know how, I don't know how to say it, but I love it. I, I love the rivalry. I love hating the galaxy. <laughs> I think they're a pretentious fucking bullshit team, and and they've been it's proven that the last several fucking years they they finally got what's coming to them. They 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 still think that they can just sign one huge aging star and build a shit team around them. They're obviously changing. They're they're not idiots, but oh, I have no idea. I have no, I, I know they've been much much more successful in the postseason and all that shit. Fuck that. You have no idea how much fun it has been to see them struggle. It was, it's awesome. That that was uh, the quake. I mean, the, the tension of the quakes being in the playoffs, uh, you know, oh, will they make it? Won't they make it? All of that was alleviated so much when you see Galaxy below them with the fucking huge goal differential and they don't seem to be figuring it out at all. It, it relieves so much of the tension. I don't know. I, I know there's, I guess it's a new, kind of a newer crop of Quakes fans and that, that juice really isn't there and, and the NorCal, SoCal thing now that, you know, everybody moves everywhere. That's, I don't even know how that, if that really is a thing anymore, but you, you got to hate LA sports teams. That's just, if Northern California ever becomes its own state, like when that's going to be on the citizenship test. That's going to be like, do you pledge allegiance to hate all L.A. sports teams? That's just, you just have to. Five minutes of talking shit about the fucking Classico. So the first Classico, Saturday, May 29th, 
in Los Angeles. Like I said, I'm excited. It's going to be on Unimas, 5 p.m. It's going to be a hot L.A. day. We'll see where the teams are. It's only it's match day eight, so it won't be that much in. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see if Galaxy's rebuild is doing anything. You know, they got their new coach. He's got his he's got his ideas. Are they going to pan out? I sure as hell hope not. Fucking Greg Manny, though. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the guy does the shit. So, yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see how they're doing uh, a couple months into the season w- with their new manager, with their new style. Can they just fit in and be one of the regular behemoths of Major League Soccer? Has LAFC dethroned them? That's going to be the, the newest. That's Speaking of ha- hating LA sports teams, I was already, I don't know why. I don't know why, but the the Quakes last season after they handled LAFC, just the utter disrespect that LAFC showed to the to the San Jose Earthquakes in that match bugged me. It really rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm glad the Quakes fucking put it to them and, and won because if they would have done that and beat them, I'm like, just it's like a, a bully that you know you can't beat up and you're just sitting there, you're fucking crying. Snot's coming out of your nose and you're just so, fuck, if I could fuck, you just know in your head, I can't do shit. Anything I do, he's just going to rub my fucking face in the dirt again and just, I'm just going to cry even more. It's going to be, yeah. But the Quakes beat him. <laughs> the Quakes beat that bully. They kicked him in the balls and he fell and they were like, ha ha. Um, I mean, they, they were a little bit more graceful about it, to be honest. Um, but after that match, I was just like, dude, fuck this team. Fuck this team. And so I'm, I'm excited. I had no reason to head LAFC before that. Okay, they were an LA team and they were slightly successful. Neat. But I know I just said it. I mean, it's a new LA team. I know I just said it would be on the citizenship test and all that shit. But no, this team's fucking four years old, man. You got to, it's not like the Dodgers and shit. Like, you got to give me a reason. Make, make a reason. I know you're from LA. You're going to give me a reason soon enough. I know you are. And then they came in last season, or I mean, the Quakes went over there, and the fucking had that LA attitude of man, we don't want to even be here. We kick your ass all the fucking time. Fuck you, no respect. And the Quakes fucking showed them what's up. So anyway, I'm also looking forward to the the LAFC matches, dude. The really big one, Saturday, June 26th. It's the it's the second Clasico of the season, but this is the one at Stanford. I don't know how the hell things are going to be on June 26th. I don't know how many people are going to be allowed out there or what the fuck, but that is always the fucking, ah, what 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 an event. What an event. If you ever get a chance, I don't know, again, like I said, it might not be the same this year, but definitely next year and years going forward. If you ever get a chance to go to the fucking classical at Stanford Stadium, it's just, it's truly something special. It's truly something special and that environment really pumps those teams up. It doesn't fucking matter who's going where. That that match is going to be fucking exciting. So anyway, yeah, like I said, the, the U.S. Open Cup rules had been announced, and basically the way this is going to go is after the first three weeks of the season, the top eight teams in Major League Soccer get into the tournament. And then, of course, they have, you know, goal differential and all this tie break. It's three fucking matches. You know, there's going to be so many teams. It's going to be fucking shit show. But they have, obviously, a a million damn tiebreakers to try to prevent their shit show. Look at that. They got a new format on their website. Oh, 
So have to if they win their first three matches, they're in a very good spot. But it, again, I'm sure there's gonna be several teams that have won three or two or one by a draw or by one. Anyway, it's gonna be interesting. The Quakes' first three matches is they're at Houston on April 16th. And then they come home and they play Dallas and then DC United the week after that. All right, they fucking lucked out. Two home matches. You're going to have fans in both, hopefully. Hopefully, again, we, everything might change, but at the moment, it definitely looks like you'll have fans on April 24th and May 1st. It's been a year. This is a high-energy like, uh, team. They feed off of the energy of the crowd, so I, I'm sure they're going to be looking to, to show off in front of the, the home crowd. And, I mean, Dallas is really, out of those three, Houston, Dallas, and D.C. United, Dallas is really the, I mean, Houston's on a, they didn't seem, they didn't make sure, they, they lost Mauro Manotas, and that guy, fuck, dude, that guy was scary when he played against the Quakes. I'm just like, that's one of those dudes where you're like, how's he going to score on us this time? I know he's going to score. I'm not saying, you know, they're going to win, but I know Manotas is going to score. I don't know why. He just loves to score on us. So it's cool, it's cool to see him leave. Last season they were four, ten, and nine. Last oh no. Yeah, last place. Twelfth in the Western Conference. They they did make some additions, mostly from within Major League Soccer. Nothing nothing huge to be like, oh, this is the guy. I that that's a that's a winnable match. You know, you you're going into Houston. They've not really made very many splashy signings. Neither have you, granted, but you you were better than them last season. You're better than them last season and that's a very winnable, winnable match. Then you come home, play FC Dallas team that was pretty fucking good. And I, but I don't know. But you know that they're 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 a selling team now. <laughs> they're selling players, so I don't know. Maybe some of those, maybe some of the the holes they created by by shifting some of their players around weakens them a bit. I mean they they did sign their their first round super draft pick, dude Nicky Hernandez. I like that. I think after fucking um, DK, people are like, man, if you get a dude from one of these high-level programs and, you know, you do your your homework on them, you can get a fucking Major League Soccer-ready dude, give him a, a year in your system, and ship him out to Europe. So they're, I, I'm, I'm thinking FC Dallas is hoping Nicky Hernandez has a big season and they could just say, hey, Another one, we selling, we're Dallas, we're the sellers. So, yeah, so I, I I don't know. Obviously, you have to be, you know, got to get attention. So if you're winning, you're getting more attention. So that'll be a, an interesting one, but also winnable because of that. It's a team that, that does a lot of shifting in the offseason, and the Quakes do very little. So their, their chemistry in the second match of the season should be good to go. You're at home. It's your first home match in a year. Yeah, so you're going to want to perform. And then the week after that, you have D.C. United. D.C. United was, whew, they were pretty bad last year. They were 5-12-6, last place in the Eastern Conference. But this is a team that made a major overhaul. They ain't sitting around lamenting, being like, fuck, well, that sucked. They went out. They got themselves an Argentine manager. Hmm, where have you heard that before? So they go out. They get Hernán Lozada. Losada's like, we're playing a high-energy, vertical style of soccer. Hmm. Where have you heard that before? 
but the big question is again, the, the, I'm excited. I'm excited because it's like, holy shit. The two Argentine managers on May 1st both want to play very high energy soccer. The San Jose Earthquakes, it's already part of their, their DNA at this point. DC United is going to have to, is going to, you know, they got a lot of work to do. They have to hit the ground running. I'm curious how they can do three weeks in. I'm not saying that that uh, Losada is going to play the the very same style that Almeida does that that requires such tremendous amount of energy. But again, he literally his own words. He said it's high energy vertical soccer. He expects those people, those players, to run. And if you go back to Matias Almeida's first month in Major League Soccer, that was literally historically bad. People were a month in were saying, well, we got to cut this guy. We, we get him for at least two years. This is this experiment failed. Get a guy that knows major league soccer and he might not be exciting, but we won't be getting embarrassed like this. Then the team figured it out and here we are. So I'm like, dude, that's a good opportunity for a team coming in that is trying to play the, the type of style that you already play to just get steamrolled. They're going to make a bunch of mistakes, the same mistakes that the Quakes were making three seasons ago. The Quakes should not be making those mistakes. Granted, again, the the, the whole question mark here is this is week three in a also very abbreviated, strange preseason. So by week three of the season, will the Quakes also be not making those mistakes? Because if so, that they, they should be able to to freak out DC United. And I've said it before, the Quakes, if you try to match their intensity and you don't, and the and then the Quakes start pressuring you, it can get bad for you. Even if you're a team that's better than the San Jose Earthquakes, if they can out intensity you in the, you know, it's, it's going to be a long match. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm a Quakes fan, you know, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm seeing all the positive, parts of this or what can happen but looking at all this, these are three very winnable matches the the, the quakes have a, a really good opportunity in these again houston i don't know okay they did add tim parker i'll give him that okay so they're they're because gonna be like man they got darwin quintero and fafa picot very very good forwards very capable of of scoring goals and then you know tim tim parker is is old school man he's old school mls dude knows his shit but that's that was their biggest signing was tim parker and that again not that's not like it's a small signing dude tim parker's a a really solid mls player but you can do that you you can beat that fc dallas got matt hedges they got spinoza can get around bresson bresson (laughs) this is so crazy it's so funny because you hear other teams other players when they they come into san jose and the there's no like pronunciation guide for certain players and you're just like how do they pronounce that hollingshead i can do ho- ho- ryan hollingshead i know that one anyway th- th- those are winnable matches those are winnable matches and i'm, I'm i'll end it in the with this because this isn't again this is more of a major league soccer san jose earthquakes podcast but this is american soccer everybody knows now the u.s men's national team for the third time in a row, misses the Olympics. They lose to Honduras two to one. Jackson Ewell, Golazo, or Golazo, Golazo by Jackson Ewell. Uh, Jackson Ewell with pinche Golazo, dog. He was fucking pissed. 
that fucking angle. I was like, I was cool. I was like, man, you got a little Wando fucking rubbing up on you right there. They lose two to one. Uh, Jackson Ewell scores in the second half, tries to get him back. It, it didn't work out. Choa with a very, very bad mistake to give up the second goal. I mean, you, it was a, a bunch of major young MLSers. Uh, that's basically what it was. A bunch of young MLSers and they failed. This is where it was kind of, it was a, a, a not a neat reality check because it's fucking frustrating. You don't know, I hate half of the goddamn articles are like, should people even give a fuck? I was like, yes. Yes, you should. You should give a fuck. It's embarrassing. That is on the world stage. It's an international tournament. That's fucking embarrassing that, that we can't even go to the, the smaller tournament that, that involves the fucking Olympics, man. It is embarrassing. We're fucking, we, we can send goddamn snowboarders like crazy with gold medals, but we can't get a fucking soccer team together to even show up. I don't even want to say win medals. I'm just show up. The women are right now pulling their fucking hair out like motherfucker. We are the defending champions and we qualify. Man, we ain't even talking about you. You guys are the best. What do you know that? American women's soccer is elite on, on, a, on a level that the men's team dreams of and will never never accomplish the men's team will never be as successful as the women's team and the women's team gets no fucking love dude so Mar, it was it should be frustrating but it also was a reality check a gut check of like yo this country's not that good you can't just i know we're starting to hear these names people are going to europe million dollar transfer fees are, are showing up people are coming out of college getting premier league looks and shit and so it's easy to get arrogant and be like see it's america we just kind of tried and we're the best like no we're not all these fucking people were actually thinking that the united states had a chance of winning a world cup the next one i mean we do like i don't know 20 years 15 years but the next one get the fuck out of here for the fucking the sheer arrogance american program is not that good it's not that fucking good just because now you're starting to see some names on ESPN or a sports center or whatever the fuck doesn't mean that all of a sudden that we, we are an elite soccer producing nation. We're still bad. We're still not even close to being the best in our own continent. So, yeah, we got a lot of work to do. Anyway, I'm just rambling and rambling. It's espresso. If you're wondering why I'm all wired, I suck in iced espresso. It was hot espresso. Americano. It's iced Americano is keeping me keep it going but anyway i want to wrap it up there because i could just go on and on about soccer and fucking how much this country should care more that we suck at it but i'll save that for next week <laughs> like i say this is football without hesitation produced by salad bites media recorded in the salad bites media studio in old town salinas if you want to you know if you want to check out more of our shows dude go to at, at salad bites on instagram we got the website coming soon until then catch y'all next time peace